0: Well, it's just a joy to be together this morning, and I'm going to do my very best to to preach short. How many actually believe the pastor right now? What are you saying? From... And so here's kind of how it works. The more you kind of say amen, you know, and you say, yeah, amen, praise God, that's right. The more I realize you're getting what I'm saying, and the shorter I preach, it's incredible. So I want to, I want... <laughs> well, thanks for coming today. Uh... You know, and, uh, but I, I really am. I'm really going to just really get to the point this morning. And uh, But I want to encourage you if, you, if you feel something, if you resonate with something, uh, just feel free, you know, to, uh, to shout down the preacher. You can say whatever you want. You can just say, yeah, right on. Amen. Praise God. Um, you know, as the, the youth guys say, preach it, white boy. You know, so you can <laughs> go ahead. Anything you want to do. And I'm going to do my best. Well, we're in a series, Better Together. We started it last Sunday. And over these weeks, we are talking about how God has called us together and how we are stronger together, better together. We are a spirit-empowered community on mission. That's who we are at First Assembly. And we don't do that just individually. We do that together. And it's God's way. And it's how he's created us. And there's a blessing in unity did you know that the scripture says there's a commanded blessing uh, as we are come together in unity and so over these uh, next couple of weeks um, we've just or these last couple of weeks we've been talking about community and we're leading up to our vision sunday Uh, where we're going to be talking about our vision together and how we are better together in vision and moving forward. And then we're going to be launching into a few weeks starting in October, talking about our values and how we are better together as we grow together. So it's an exciting fall season, and I'm glad that you're here today, and I welcome you back if you've been traveling over the summers, uh, summer months. But last week we talked about better together and how we are better together as we open our hearts and our lives to each other and we make room for the stranger. That that's the heart of God, that he made room for us, that we were strangers, that we were uh, sinners, that we were dead in our sin. But Christ died for us and he welcomed us in as foreigners and aliens and strangers and he welcomed us into his family. And how we're better together as we keep an open heart for people in our communities and people in our, in our circles. That we would uh, take the extra effort to step out and to welcome the stranger. This morning I want to speak to you a message I've entitled, uh, Why We Need Each Other. Why We Need Each Other. And so we're, we're looking at that uh, together this morning. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. And if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Verse 12, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Romans chapter 12, uh, the Apostle Paul writes this in, in, uh, to the Romans. He says, just as there are many parts to our bodies, so it is with Christ's body. We are all part of it, and it takes every one of us to make it complete. For we each have different work to do, so we belong to each other, and each needs all the others. Isn't that amazing that we belong to each other? That's how God has made us. He's created us, that we need each other. We belong to each other. Uh, we don't function optimally uh, by ourselves. We actually function best. We are better uh, together the way that God has has made us. And so this morning, uh, just before we dive into a few things, let's just pray together that God would do a work by his Spirit. Father, uh, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would do something supernatural in our hearts today. Lord, as we rally around your word for these few moments, God, we pray that you would build in us unity like never before, that you would build in us a heart of love and compassion for one another, and God, we pray that you would strengthen us in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, this, um, this last week, uh, we, some of our, we took all of our staff, actually, uh, uh, to, to do a bit of a staff team building exercise. And we went to this place here in Calgary called the Locked Room. Has anybody ever been there before? And it's fascinating, and it freaked me out. When Shane Penny first told me we're going to a locked room, I said, well, what are we going to do? He says, you go in a room, they lock the door, and you have to figure out how to get out if you have an hour. I'm thinking, this sounds like torture. (laughs) This doesn't sound fun. But it turns out it was actually a lot of fun, and they take you to a room, and there's clues when you get inside, and there's little things on the wall, and you, you, you gather together in teams. And so we had several teams with our staff. And I, as I'm in this locked room, it, it really became apparent to me very quickly that if I didn't have the team there with me, I would have been locked in that room all day long. It was the dynamic of one person discovering this clue and somebody else finding something else out. And we just kind of begin to share information. We, we succeeded. Well, our team didn't succeed as well as the other teams, but we did succeed eventually. We got out of that room because we were better together. Because we weren't just in there all by ourselves, we were able to lean on each other's strength. We were able to communicate with each other. We were able to laugh together, cry together. Yes, there was a little crying maybe in our room, and I'm not going to tell you who was crying. There, we were praying together. We actually were. Pastor Cliff and I, there was one room, and it was like this uh, Indiana Jones kind of room, you know, like the Temple of Doom, and there were all these skulls in this room, Uh, because it's kind of like Disneyland. It's like themes and all this thing, and so me and Pastor Cliff were praying. We were laying hands on the skulls, and we were saying, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, and we were trying to see a revival. It was crazy, and we were having so much fun. Uh, Man, we just laughed our heads off. We had such a good time, but we are better together. We can strengthen each other as we lean on each other's gifts you know, one of the messages that we grow up with in our world today is that, that we're, we're better by ourselves, and that's a myth. It's actually a lie that we can do it on our own. There is such thing as healthy independence. We want to see our children uh, eventually become independent and, you know, get, you know, get a job and get on with their lives and that they're not completely codependent on us. But the Bible talks about uh, not being completely independent or not being codependent, but to be interdependent with each other. And this is how we are created, and this is how we function well. It's a lie that we are completely self-sufficient. And a lot of people just say, I don't need anybody else. I'm just going to do it all by myself. But even Malcolm Gladwell, he's an author, he he wrote a book called uh, The Outliners. And this book attacks the myth of the self-made person. There's no such thing. Uh, His research shows that wildly successful people, all of them, they they didn't do it on their own. You might say, well, Bill Gates, he did it all by himself, or you know, all these famous people, or rich people, or uh, successful people. But it shows that wildly successful people, from business, to arts, to uh, pro athletes, even the Beatles, all of these ones there were people, significant people, that came along in their journey to help them get to where they got. There's, there's no such thing as making it on your own. And the Bible is clear on this, and it shares this with us, and it shows us this. The Christian life is one of fellowship. God made us to be in relationship with him and with each other. Uh, deep relationship, the word that the Bible uses is koinonia. And it's more than just, hey, how's it going? But actually getting to know one another in a deeper way, in a more personal way. And the challenge is, it's challenging for us, even in a church like First Assembly. It's a large gathering, even a service like this morning, you know, a couple hundred, a few hundred people. Just the challenge to get to know everybody at a deeper level. Now, some of us are more naturally able to do that. We just kind of reach out or we go ahead and meet people. Some of you really stress out at church when one of us gets up here and says, why don't you turn around and meet somebody you've never met before? I mean, you're like, I, I can't believe you keep coming back to church because for you, that's almost like putting me in a locked room. That's like torture for you. So thank you for stretching and, you know, moving out of your comfort zone. But others of you, you're like, yeah, that's great. I met 17 people this, this week at church. And that's just who you you are. But whether you're a little bit reserved, your personality or whatever, the reality is even if you're more outgoing, it's a challenge to really get to know people in our culture because of things like busyness. And and there's other things that that, uh, our culture just kind of pulls us away from um, the ability to get to know each other even more naturally. Even some of the modern inventions, like the, um, for example, way back in the day, um, before air conditioning, for example, was installed in homes, people, when the evenings got hot, like they've been this summer, they would sit out on their front porch or their back porch. And guess who else would be out there in the evenings? All the other neighbors, the people on the street, walking by. It was easier just to meet people. Now we stay inside because of some of the modern conveniences. You know, back in the day, there was, uh, you could phone somebody on a telephone. And when the phone rang, some of you might remember this, you actually had to answer it to figure out who was phoning you. Now, they have call display and all these kinds of things. So some of the ways our culture has pushed us, it's made us even more difficult uh, to really get to know each other. But God has called us to a place of fellowship with Him and with each other. 1 Corinthians 1 9 says, God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This speaks of fellowship with Jesus, and I also believe broader fellowship with each other. Having a personal relationship with Jesus is the most fundamental place to start, that God has called you into relationship with him first. He actually designed you and me, though, to function with him and with each other. And so the cross to us is a reminder of how God has made us to function best in relationship uh, with each other and with him. If you think about a cross, a cross is both vertical and a cross is also horizontal. It's a beautiful picture of our relationship with the Lord and our relationship with each other, both vertically and horizontally. Even in the creation story, it's such a wonderful picture. It says in the New Living Translation that the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. I, I love that, that picture. I love how that is phrased because it speaks to me of how God would just come and walk with Adam and Eve as he created Adam and Eve. He created them to walk with him, to know him. It seems that it was a common occurrence. There's no reason to believe that this was something that they would anticipate, that that God uh, would come, in, in likely in in the form of of human flesh, Jesus, Christophany, in the Bible, somehow that God would walk with them, that they would know him, that they would be able to relate with him, and, and they would look forward to that. It's such a picture of how God has called us to be ones who would just serve him, and know him, and really truly know each other. As a community, we want to, this fall, work on uh, being more intentionally on mission together in the area of community. And this is what we're going to be doing together. It's an invitation for you, all of us, to consider a way that we can more intentionally step into being in community together. Starting in October, uh, we are going to uh, plan five weeks together. You can put this slide up. Uh, here if you could, five weeks together in community, October 1st to November 4th. That represents five weeks. Now, we have a number of community groups that are taking place um, already within the church. We've invited all of those leaders to a breakfast which is happening, is that next? this coming Saturday? Yep, this coming Saturday, so six days from now, there's a breakfast at the church. And if you are somebody here this morning that you would be willing to either open your home or facilitate a group, or you're just interested in finding out more about this five weeks being on mission together in community, we're just asking all of us to do our best to lean in together and to develop the opportunity to be in groups together throughout the city. Some some of the groups are meeting here at the church, some of the groups are meeting in homes, some of the groups are meeting in coffee shops. Uh, I'm going to be starting a group as well and part of that that group in this this series uh, over the five weeks. And the goal is that we would be five weeks together in community. And then the heart would be that some groups may actually continue beyond. Because my belief is that if you're not in community or you're not connected, uh, first of all, you have five weeks to figure out if you even like those people or not. And after that, you're off the hook. All right? So it's like, if you don't like them, then no problem. I did the five weeks. The pastor told me. Everybody in my group was weird. I'm out. Peace out. See you next Sunday at 9 o'clock. Fine. That's great. If that's how it works for you, no problem. But my belief is, is that when we get a taste and when we get a sense of being in community together, that we find that we really do need each other, that we find that we have more in common than we have that is diverse and different. And diversity is beautiful. And I love that about First Assembly. I love that this church is full of all kinds of ethnicities and nationalities. And we are multi-generational. We are multi-age. There's young people and kids and there's senior adults. And my heart would be that we could in five weeks, we could just mix it up and we can be intentional about being in community together. So if you're interested in that, today but after the service, you can uh, just stop by the lobby. Uh, Chris Gorski is out there and some of the team and they they are there just to help you. If you want just information, you want to consider what it would look like to facilitate a discussion, they're just gonna be discussion-based groups. We're gonna discuss, we're gonna pray, we're gonna hang out, maybe eat some food. And that's all we're going to do. And we're going to discuss together uh, the Sunday morning, the, the value that I'm going to be preaching about or whatever is preached here on Sunday. We're just going to rally together over those five weeks so we can go together through the values of our church and encourage each other and help each other and strengthen each other in those values. And so that we could be on mission together. So that's what we're doing. And and over these next couple of weeks, you're going to continue to find out more about that. But today, you can actually step outside uh, before you go. And you can connect with with Chris uh, before you leave today or someone at the table. Just really quickly as we come to a a conclusion this morning, I want to just highlight for you uh, some reasons why we need each other. And these reasons, I've adapted some of them from Rick Warren's 40 Days of of Community. But I specifically want to look at why you and I need each other. First of all, I, I know I need this, and I believe you do. I need others to walk with me. We all need people to walk with us. The, the Christian life is, is like, it's like a, a walk. The Bible talks about how we walk with the Lord. Psalm 128 says, How blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. In the New Testament, it talks about walking in the light, walking uh, in wisdom in the scriptures. Uh, Jesus himself, when he called his disciples, he said, Come follow me. Do you know that the disciples, what a, what a thought. They actually walked with Jesus. And so the Chris, this Christian life is about walking with Jesus, and the good news is this. He hasn't called you to walk with Jesus all by yourself. There's a beautiful personal relationship that each one of us has with the Lord, that he's a good father, that there's an intimacy and a connection, and, and none of us would ever want to belittle that or take that away from you. That's precious. That's beautiful. But friends, to really fulfill your purpose in life to really fulfill everything God has for you it has to go beyond just you and Jesus because the way he designed you and me is that we would walk with each other that we would walk together and keep in step with the spirit and as we keep in step with the spirit we walk with each other and so we need each other. In our neighborhood, Heather and I have some beautiful trails close to where we live, and quite often uh, that—that's our time just to just to connect and just to talk at the end of the week. And so we will intentionally plan certain times where we just go for a walk. And all we do is walk. And we walk kind of the same place and the same trail. But those opportunities give us an opportunity to, to to connect together and to get on the same page. And just yesterday, we decided to go for a walk. And it was kind of funny because we were going to go over to Spruce Meadows because we live close to Spruce Meadows. And, and they have the big master's thing on right now. And so we were, we were going to head over there. And then, you know, uh, we had to meet some people at a certain time. And, and so then the kids are running around. We're trying to get everybody organized. And so finally, some of us just went, okay, well, we're just going to go. We're going to go. We'll meet you guys there. And they took one way. And then some other people were like, okay, well, we, we want to go too. And so then they tried to catch up, but they couldn't find them. And so they went another way. And, and then uh, myself and one of my kids said, well, let's just drive. You know, because uh, we'll drive as far as we can. Then we'll walk. So then we drove. And then it just turned into absolute chaos because we weren't together. We usually just walk together. And when we walk together, it's so easy. It's just so It just happens. We all show up at the same time. We all get to the same place. But when we're scattered, it was chaotic. And at the end of it, we've kind of figured it out. But what a chaotic walk that was. I kid you not. We walk together. Number two, I need others to work with me. Because God has work for you and me. He has a purpose for you and me to Fulfill in our lives. Ephesians chapter 2 says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should, again, watch this, walk in them. So as we're walking together, we need people to walk with us in fulfilling God's purposes, but we also have the opportunity to work together. Isn't that beautiful? You know, have you ever had to tackle something, a job, a project, and when you did it by yourself, it just seemed like, "Oh my goodness, I, I, it just feels like work. But when you 've had the opportunity to have a, one or two other people join you in that project, it can actually be fun. It can actually be something that wow i 'm enjoying this over this summer, you know i 've been here three years now, uh, pastoring, and i have let 's just put it this way it 's been full <laughs> it 's been full. The last three years has been very full. I had not yet made it a priority, because of other priorities, to renovate, uh, to paint, I should just say, update and paint my office. It, the office looked exactly the same as three years ago. So Heather said to me, she said, we're not going into another fall without painting your walls and putting some pictures up, some, some of your pictures up on the wall. And so we finally did this, and I kind of kept, you know, procrastinating and all these things. So she said, we're going to do it Together. So last Saturday, Heather and, and our kids, we, we came to the office and we opened the door, last Friday rather, and we got the paint and we got some wallpaper and we hung some pictures and we made that office um, my own. After, after three years, we, we, we did it. But you know, what seemed like work to me for three years, we had the best day ever. One of my kids said, Dad, this was about the best Friday family day we've had for a long time just because we got to work together. We got to do something together. We got to accomplish something together. And God has called each one of us. We need each other because God has called you not to walk alone and he's not called you to work alone. He's called you to work and to fulfill his His mission for your life and to fulfill the mission of this church. And friends, as we look into the future and as we get excited about where God is calling us, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take us to kind of lean into God even more and to lean into each other, but we are better together as God has called us to work together. A few more things real quickly. I need others to war with me. I need others to go to battle with me in the spirit realm. We live with perpetual spiritual warfare coming against us as followers of Jesus. Do you feel it? Do you feel it? Do you sometimes feel that you're taking some steps forward and you're moving forward in God and then there's opposition? We're not to fear it. We're not to to not follow God or or move forward in the things of God because we fear that that counterattack. But I'll tell you, we are stronger when we face these things together. I am so thankful for the prayer warriors of this church. I am so thankful for the opportunity to come on Sunday nights, the first Sunday night of every month. That is like oxygen for me. Uh, That that is like oxygen oxygen for all of us, that we have intercessors, that we have people that are that are praying for the needs of this church and for your needs. And we need each other. We need to pray together. We need to war together. We need to fight for each other. We need to fight for families. We need to fight for God's purposes to be done. We need to go and, and to take authority in the spirit realm. And we have authority in Christ. But friends, when we team up together, man, the enemy does not have a chance. When we pray together, the place where they prayed in the book of Acts says that the place was shaken as they prayed together. Let's war together. Let's be on mission together. Let's be people that do this together because together we are so much stronger. Scripture says that one will chase a thousand into flight and two will put ten thousand into flight. And I believe that this is speaking of, we can understand this even in in the context of spiritual warfare, that one of us, you know, we have authority, but two of us, man, it is multiplied in the spirit realm. And so let's be people that that war together. Then I also need others, and so do you, to weep and laugh together. You know, one of the joys of what I get to do uh, as a pastor is to go to hospitals and and visit people where there's brand new babies and I get to hold them. I'm like usually one of the first people outside of family to get to hold these little babies. And we just fairly recently visited a family in our church that had a baby and Heather and I went and I got to hold this, this little, little baby. So exciting. We get to laugh together, celebrate together. We also get to weep together. We also get to carry each other's burdens. The Bible talks about that. Scripture says that we are to carry each other's burdens, share each other's burdens. Romans 12 says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. First Peter says this. I love this verse. Look at this one. You should be like one big happy family, full of sympathy towards each other, loving one another with tender hearts and humble minds. Isn't that a beautiful picture of the family of God? just to be like one big happy family, just showing sympathy with each other, weeping with each other when we need to weep, walking with each other, praying with each other, just had an opportunity right before this service to just pray with one of the brothers in our church, and, and, and something's going on with, with their son, and it's a big week, and we just were able to just to, for a minute, let's just, let's just go there together, let's just feel that together, let's just trust God together, and then to celebrate together our successes. We all need that. I need people in my life that could just be there with me in in, in the hard times and and laugh with me in the good times and this is what community does this is what better together does it pulls us together in a place of unity and mission and finally this morning i need others to win with me and we can win together and so do you you will win you are created to win You are created to succeed. And what God has written over your life is success. What God has written over your life today, over your marriage, over your home, over your future, it is not failure. Do not believe the lie that what is written over your life is bad luck or failure. What is written over the life of, uh, over, your, the, over your life is that you are a success because of Jesus Christ. And God wants you to win. He wants First Assembly to win. And we will win by the grace of God as we pray pray together, as we walk together, as we work together, as we war together, as we weep together, as we laugh together, as we are doing life together, we are stronger together. We are better together and we will, by the grace of God, win together. And I want to help you win and you need to help me win and we need to help each other win because we can all make it if we make it together. And if somebody in here can, can encourage somebody else just to take that step of faith, I'll tell you, there are so many times in my life where I've been on the border or thinking about something or praying about something, and a friend of mine, somebody that I'm in community with, will just say something to me, and it will just change the very trajectory of the way I was thinking, the way I was looking at something. They will help me with perspective. And what happens is the Holy Spirit then just fills me with faith and fills me with joy and fills me with, with, with passion and excitement and, and he, he gives me, I believe, at times a gift of faith that I could just walk in something. And we will see the success as we are committed to each other's lives. That we would, in community, cheer each other on. That we, in community, would help each other to win and to look to, and to move forward. Just put up this final verse together. This is, a, this is a really good one this morning. That we can win together. Look at this. With God on our side, we will win He will defeat our enemies. Somebody say amen. With God on our side, we will win. He will defeat our enemies. Let's not be fearful. Let's not be fearful of each other. Let's ask the Holy Spirit today to help us to lean in with each other even as we move into the fall. I would invite you to stand up with me this morning. And I want to pray over us today as we are In this series of better together, better together, God has called us to know him and to know each other, to love him and to love each other, to walk with him and to walk with each other, to encourage each other, to pray with each other, to laugh with each other. You will never fulfill everything God has for you by yourself. But with the body of Christ, with the family of God, we are better together and you cannot fail. But the enemy, he wants to hold you back. He wants hurt and pain and all kinds of maybe bad experiences that you've had and all those kinds of things. The the enemy works overtime to try to keep us isolated, to try to keep us from each other. But friends, let 's not let the enemy hold us back any longer, and maybe you 're here today, and there's some things that you just feel like it 's just been easier for you just to isolate yourself don 't let yourself get alone. You know when animals hunt in the in the wild, they you know you 've seen lions and packs of lions hunt, and they always look for the the one youngster or the one that 's kind of off by themselves from the herd, and they always go after the easy target, but together they 're safer together. There's there's a safety. Together, there's health. Together, there's vitality. Together, there's strength. And it's the way that God has made us. It's the way that Jesus has called us together in this beautiful thing that as we've looked at over the summer months in the book of Acts, this thing called the church. The church is not a building. Buildings are important, and they help us, and they facilitate this. And we believe that God is going to continue to help us to find ways that we can create more facilitation. But here's the thing. It's not about that. It's not even about any of that stuff. It's about people. It's about the one. It's about this lost soul. It's about leaving the 99 to look for the one. It's about you. And it's about me. It's about people being together, not lonely, not misplaced, not, not orphans. But God's father heart has called us to be a family for the orphans in this city. God's Father heart has called you and me to lean into each other so we can be even a a better family together, even a stronger family together. I believe and I prophesy as we lean in to each other even more intentionally in these months to come and over the course of this next year as we get more intentional about leaning into community with each other. I believe we will see marriages strengthened. I will. I believe we will see young people that have been walking away from the Lord. They're going to come back to Jesus. I believe that even there's there going to be people. We prayed about it this morning. Jobs and 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 you know financial needs and things like that. We're better together because you're one conversation, you're one relationship away potentially uh, from God opening up a whole new opportunity. But if you're by yourself, it, you, then the enemy has you where he wants you to be. But if you're leaning in with people, you. You're leaning into relationship. Don't let the enemy hold you back any longer to be an isolated person. But trust that God is building you and me together as his family and as his church. I wonder if we could just lift up our hands this morning and if it's your heart this morning and you just say, God, uh, I just want to come to you and ask you, Lord, this morning to help me in these areas. I know I'm asking the Lord. Listen, I don't have relationships all figured out. I got some of them figured out, I think, pretty good. I think there's some good things. But you know what? It's really occurred to me as I've been studying this. I feel like the Lord wants me to grow in a deeper place of knowing people, loving people, journeying with people, walking with people. Because even I can get busy and I can get focused on my things. And and us visionary types, and if you're in the room, you're kind of a visionary, you get so far sometimes ahead of people that sometimes you unintentionally leave people behind you. And I know God's been speaking to me about that, saying, Ben, don't just get so far ahead that you miss the need that's right in front of you. And I know that's my prayer this morning. So could you join me if that's in your heart, just saying, God, would you just soften my heart for people? Would you just soften my heart for even people uh, that, that I am in community with at First Assembly and in my neighborhood and in my city? Lord, help me to be more aware not just of your presence, but, Lord, of the presence of others, their needs, God. And, Lord, I pray that as we lean into each other as a congregation, as we lean in in this season, that you would do something so supernatural. And, God, I thank you that if there's anyone here today that they have not yet surrendered their life to Christ, Lord, today that they would do it. If you're here today and you have not yet surrendered your life to Jesus, you can be part of God's family. The Bible says that he has placed the lonely into families. And if you're here today and you have not yet surrendered your life, you can do that even right now. God hears you. The Bible says if you call in the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. If you put your trust in Jesus Christ, that God loved the world so much that he gave his only son, Jesus. He died a death that you should have died. He lived a life without sin a life that you and I could never live. He died and took all your sin and all your failure and all your shame. He rose again. He's alive today. He is here because he sent his Holy Spirit and he is here today to help you and to place you in a family and to place you in a body, and in a community for your success. God has not written failure over you. He's written success over you. The enemy likes to write failure over you and isolate you and marginalize you. But God places the lonely into families. Why? So that they can succeed that they can succeed. So, Father, I speak success. I speak success over every member here today uh, uh, that is represented here in this room, every family represented, every life, every home. I speak success. Open the windows of heaven and pour out your favor. Pour out your blessing, unprecedented blessing, God. I see it and I speak it, Lord, over your people because you have not called us, Lord, to be the tail. You've called us to be the head. You've called us, Lord, to be your children, co-heirs with Christ, on mission together. God, knit our hearts together, we pray, with you and with each other in new ways. God, break our hearts today that we would be on mission together in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 Come on, everybody shouted, amen. 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 Do you receive that today? And if you do. Love each other on the way out today. God bless you as you go. Have an amazing day. And the smoke has cleared, so breathe deeply, friends. Breathe deeply. God bless. Have a great Sunday.